Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the best fantasy basketball tools on the entire internet. And most of them, in fact, all of them are free. Go check it out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, not much, Michael. How are you this fine day? Uh, I'm not doing great. My eyes, both of my eyes are bleeding. Just, there's blood coming out of my eyes because I have just witnessed the Knicks-Bulls double overtime game that almost went into triple overtime if it wasn't for a foul called with 0.2 seconds left on the clock by what some are saying is an angel or maybe even God incarnate, whoever that ref was, so no one else had to witness any more of one of the worst double overtime games in the history of the NBA. Um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack in that game, and I don't think we necessarily want to talk about it all because it could be here. Yeah. Um, I'm only going to – Shout yeah. out to the Fizz for wising up and, and finally playing his guys who can actually play basketball, though. Yeah, uh, shout out to Enos Cantor. Uh, here's a little pro tip, everybody. Um, play your guys against the Bulls. They're terrible. Hell, play your guys against the Bulls and the Knicks. The Bulls and Knicks are so bad, I'm starting to consider perhaps streaming players in Roto Leagues. That's how bad they are. The sad part is they're not the only ones, man. No, Atlanta's bad. The Mavericks have a terrible defense, man. I've seen every Mavericks game. You want to talk about a team with a bad defense? They are bad. Yeah, Lakers are low-key bad defensively. The, the Lakers just – anytime JaVale comes off, they have, if you're big, if you're at all big, they have no one to guard you. No, there's and, and Tyson Chandler is not the answer. You know yeah. what they should do is trade an asset for Robin Lopez. That's what they, they need to do. Putting it out there. Is is Robin back in the rotation yet? All right. He snagged he 17 a, minutes tonight. Props to him. Game. He looked good. He, he looked a little slow, but he looked good. Dude, uh, the Mavericks guys were busting on him so bad when they played the Mavericks because he like literally played like 10 minutes. He foul, He got five fouls, I think, and he just flipped out on the ref, and they were just busted on him for being crazy. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm all about Rob. I think Robert Lopez is a treasure, and I'm a big fan of his. But I I mean honestly, I don't know if this is like if we can get someone to confirm this. This is how bad this game, this Bulls Knicks game was. Uh, there might have been more people stepping out of bounds in overtime than three pointers in overtime. Wow, wow. And I'm I think that might be true. Like I'm not gonna go do a like a like a fact check on that because NBA I would, deep dive. yeah then i would probably just like hang myself from a bridge or something Whoa. afterwards but it, it, wait 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 we, we missed the big story here did espn mess this up or did kevin knox come back uh <sighs> i didn't see no kevin knox in that game oh and espn's box score says kevin knox played five minutes maybe he did uh i didn't see him because my eyes were bleeding tyler it's oh. such a terrible Terrible game. I couldn't. I couldn't deal with it. Um, but that's enough about that. We are here to talk about 
Uh, some of the uh, hot ads and drops going on this week here at the uh, at the end of week three, beginning of week four. Oh, uh, so so should I do my retraction from yesterday's podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Off? We, you know what we know as a podcast, as a watching the boxes, Tyler and I, we know we're not going to get everything right. We think we get quite a bit, quite a uh, a good amount of things right, but we know we're not going to get everything right. We are wrong sometimes. And sometimes yeah. we have to admit it. And Tyler, it's it, it, yeah. If you have a retraction, we wanted to tell the people about it. Uh, yeah. So I was mentioning the pickups for the week, and we were talking about the Suns, who who play a back to back. Well, it's actually kind of a pseudo back to back later in the week. And I mentioned Josh Jackson, and little did we know, Josh Jackson is now passed in the rotation by Mikel Bridges. So Josh Jackson has played a total of twenty four minutes in the last two games. Okay. Yeah, that's and- not good for people who own Josh Jackson. Especially me. And Mikel Bridges is getting the 25 minutes a game now. So you never know how long of a term this thing could be, right? I mean, coaches change the rotation literally all the time. So that could be a thing. But here's the thing, okay? So Bridges played 26 minutes against the Grizzlies. He's a pretty good in limited minutes. He has the potential to be an okay blocks guy too. So he's kind of a similar player a little bit to Josh Jackson, except for the percentages should be better. So it's kind of just a straight swap. If Bridges is available in your league, he would be the pickup over Josh Jackson. They kind of do similar things, except for Bridges is probably the better version. So um, there's that. Well, surprisingly, Bridges is not one of the most added or uh, actually or dropped, uh, but is not one of the most added and uh, Jackson is not one of the most dropped players right now, either on ESPN or Yahoo. Would you suggest making that switch if you if you had Jackson on your team? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I think if you're a second-year player getting passed by a rookie, that, that always seems pretty sustainable because we've seen a whole year of what you can do, and we've only seen, what, three, four, five? Well, it's been about – five months since the draft. So we've only seen five months of what the rookie can do. So clearly him passing him is not a good sign unless it was just for, he did something dumb or something like that, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, it's, uh, it, it's not a good sign for Josh Jackson that yeah, he's who was, passed by a rookie. Yeah. Who was the number four pick, right? So yeah. That pick's not looking promising, and could it, he could be headed into the Dragon Bender territory, right, where you don't have your fourth-year option picked up. Um, we're a long ways away from that, obviously, but that, that could be the way this is trending again. So uh, shout-out to the Suns for doing some not very good draft picking. Great job. Great job, Phoenix Suns. Um, thanks to you, the Bulls are not the worst franchise. I really appreciate it. Let's talk about some of the guys who are being picked up at a, a high rate and uh, I feel like this first name on the list is someone who's going to be – we're going to have to, like, s- omit him from future uh, podcasts when it comes to transaction trends because I feel like every maybe like two or three weeks, this guy is going to be picked up in, like, a bunch of leagues. And I'm talking about the one and only Boban Marjanovic a like seven he's listed at seven three that's not true he's like seven nine 
He's like uh, he's like eight foot tall. He's incredible. I he I've seen him dunk the ball while standing. Yeah, he doesn't have to jump, right? He literally can just like set the ball in the basket because his arms are so long too. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little frightening to see like when he's just standing there holding onto the rim. Yeah, he's he's a character, man. He's a character. But he's being picked up in, a, in, in quite a few leagues. And I think we just know, like, if he's going to play 22 minutes, yeah, he's worth owning because he's going to get some points and rebounds because he's a, he's a freak of nature. But, like, I just don't think his body type, conditioning, et cetera, et cetera, are really going to warrant these, like, long stints at center – for the Clippers, and I also think there's another reason, and that is because they have a better center on their team named Montrezl Harrell. Well, I mean, they have the 48 minutes to be up. They've uh, Rivers announced that that Marcin Gortat is now out of the rotation uh, just on Monday evening. Now, he said that he made a point to say that that wasn't permanent. Great. So... Obviously, this could change at any time. Here's the thing about Boban that I think is worrying is we've seen against certain matchups, Boban gets taken off the floor very quickly, whether that's he fouls the other person like crazy or he just continually gets eaten alive on the defensive end. Yeah, he's not fleet of foot because his, his foot is the size of half the court. He's he's enormous. So my point being is like this guy. Sure, you're gonna get. I mean, we we saw it um, Thursday and Friday of last week, right against the Sixers and the Magic. He was 15 and 11 with three blocks, and then he was 10 and 11 the next night in 23 minutes apiece. But there are plenty of nights where Boban will not get the 23 minutes. So in a standard league, like. Mm-hmm. He's definitely more of a stream than any kind of hold for me, just in the sense that, sure, I can get the the points and rebounds and blocks when the matchup's right, but when the matchup's wrong, I don't have to – I don't want to have Boban when he's playing 10 minutes or 4 minutes or 12 minutes like we've seen in plenty of games this season. Or when he's playing a team like the Golden State Warriors. Oh, or when he's here, playing a team like the Houston Rockets. Like, here, he's not going to stay on the floor against these teams that run. Here's my point, too. Okay, so here's their schedule coming up. So they played on Monday evening against the Timberwolves. They play on Thursday against Portland. So Nurkic, you figure that's – he's probably okay against Nurkic, right? Then sure. Saturday against the Bucks. Eh, not loving that. Not loving, not loving that. that. Then Monday, Golden State. A lot of, of Brook Lopez standing in the corner and uh, people walking around Boban. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Not gonna yeah. Be good. Then Monday is against Golden State. That good. Then Thursday of next week, so that will be November 15th, is against San Antonio. Mm, that, that could be okay. Paul Gasol's old. Yeah, but Paul Gasol's only playing like 15, 18 minutes, so – Maybe 20, maybe 22, right? So that could match up there. Okay, you could get the 22, 23 okay. minutes. Um, then after that, you got Brooklyn next Saturday. So this will be the next two weeks. So the next yeah. two weeks, it's two three-game weeks. Not great. And there's at least two matchups in there that you don't love. 
And I could see Jared Allen kind of taking him to school in that one in the third. Yeah, that could that might not, that might not go well with those young legs against uh, Jared Allen. Uh, overall, this is a matchup streamer, like a like a very specific matchup streamer. You're gonna have to pay attention to it. Well, if you are and- picking him up to own him for the rest of the year, you're excited about what he did in the last few games. Don't be because that's not gonna last. If there's a, a guy to own and hold on this Clippers team that is a center, it's Montrezl Harrell because eventually I think the Clippers are going to go, start going to him, going to him more. And even in limited minutes, uh, is, is much, uh, much better, I think, than Boban in limited minutes. Maybe not much better, but similar to Boban in limited minutes. But if he plays, you know, close to 29, 30 minutes, uh, you're looking at Montrose Harrell as it could be in a top, what, like 60, top 50 player? Yeah. Is that, is that a little out of line? I don't know, man. Montrose Harrell's shown this great ability to score points if he can get the minutes. Now, he's the type of guy that I don't know that he ever gets the 30 minutes. Yeah. And the, the reasoning behind that is kind of the similar thing with Boban. Like, in a lot of matchups, he's not a great defender against some of these centers. And so he's going to not play a lot against those guys. And the, there's enough of those guys to keep his minutes to – 15 or 20 that it's hard for him to be 30 minutes throughout the season because he can't play 40 against the other guys true let's talk about another uh hot pickup right now people are putting on their roster a uh a, an old name a guy that we haven't thought about in a while uh justice winslow from the miami heat uh getting uh kind of getting back into the rotation here over the last few games and had a really nice Basically one game stretch. Like I, I think people got a little excited about Justice Winslow being healthy and playing starters minutes that everybody kind of went out and, you know, name recognition picked him up and he's trending right now in, in, in the transactions, but I'm kind of confused. Why? Well, he played on Monday night. So, certain percentage of people just picked him up as a stream. And I get that because, okay, he's played 30 minutes in each of the last three games. That includes Monday night against the Pistons. And the assists are five, eight, and five. That's nice. The steals are really nice too. And we saw, right? We saw the year that he played 34 minutes. He got you 1.4 steals a game. So you figure now if he can play 30, I mean, what's that, like 1.2, 1.3? That's a significant amount and a a big boost to you. So, I mean, and he's been getting you like five rebounds. I mean, he's consistently shown that he can get you over five rebounds a game. You know, every year in his career, he's gotten over five rebounds a game. So I can kind of see why he's a little bit interesting in the sense that he gives you assists. He gives you some help and rebounds. He gives you some steals. Um, Last year, he averaged half a block a game. Hmm. You yeah, that, I, mean? I mean that's that's it's okay, right? Well, like it's, it's not... fine. Like his percentages are still real trash. Oh yeah, and he doesn't really shoot threes, and he's gonna score you like maybe ten points a game. Like, don't don't confuse what I'm saying. Don't think I'm saying like this is a must pickup. I'm just saying, as far as a streamer goes, man, if you need rebounds, assists, and steals, he's yeah. probably one of the better guys on the wire. Like, there's not too many guys out there getting four assists, five rebounds, and over a steal. Yeah, I guess I see why people are picking him up 
to stream. I think it's another one of those, probably a little bit more, um, if he's going to get the minutes and all, um, I, and I and I think he will, he'll like get more consistent minutes than, than Boban. Uh, Justice Winslow could just contribute in those counting stats. And if you're in a particular head-to-head build or don't care about your percentages at all, or just need to get over the hump in some in steals and rebounds, uh, and maybe even assists. Like that, that stream from him is going to be really nice. And if you're in a bigger league, that I can see maybe even having him hang around on your bench. Yeah, and the guy, another guy for the Heat that's worth picking up if he if no one has in your league already is Bam Adebayo. Um, Hassan Whiteside's getting an MRI on his knee on Tuesday. He sat out Monday's game. Um, Adebayo played 29 minutes. Got eight rebounds, an assist, three steals, a block, 11 points. Um, We've seen some interesting lines from Bam when he's gotten big minutes. We've seen some interesting per-minute stats from Bam. And, I mean, obviously if you're getting an MRI on your knee, we don't know what that's going to say, but it's not the best sign. Doesn't sound like a good thing. Um, If you had to take Bam Adebayo or Justice Winslow for the rest of the year, you couldn't drop them, which one would you pick up? How big's the league? Uh, twelve team. I'd probably have Winslow because I feel like Winslow. Although we haven't, we've seen Winslow have some injury issues, but at the same time, like he looks a lot more safe to play thirty minutes. Whereas Adebayo, when Whiteside comes back, he goes back to fifteen to eighteen a night. Like that's probably a detriment to my team. Yeah, you're more likely. So this is a, I think, a, a case of. Minutes per game, right? You're more likely to see that minutes per game stay consistent with with uh, Justice Winslow, while I think Bam Adebayo has the better fantasy game. Where if he was playing consistently 30 minutes a night, I think I'd rather take Bam Adebayo. Yeah, and I mean that, and I guess my big point here is we don't know the Whiteside thing. Like Whiteside could Bamar could come back clean, and he could potentially play in the Heat's next game. So I mean, it's totally an upside shot at this point. We don't really know. But at the same time, it could be something good. And we've seen Adebayo produce some good percentages. Even in in 19 minutes this season, he's averaging 6.8 rebounds. So, I mean, if he's playing 30, could he average 8 and, you know, 10 points with closer to a block? And he's always been, like, the same amount of steals and blocks. So in 30 minutes, he's probably, like, 0.8 and 0.8 in the steals and blocks with, like, you know, eight to 10 points and eight to 10 rebounds a game. Like that sounds pretty good on somewhat decent percentages. He's probably going to shoot over 70% from the free throw line. So he's not a total punt free throw guy. Yeah. Um, Bam out of bio. Man, I I like watching him play. Like, I feel like he's got a lot of talent. I think he's going to be good there in the long-term future. So like keeper wise, I kind of like him. Uh, If you're in a very large dynasty league or, Looking super long term, you know that's a really good asset to pick up. Um, I like him career wise over Justice Winslow because I think we know who Justice Winslow is. Uh, let's go to another team that calls the stinky state of Florida home. Um, this is in a what many call one of the one of the worst cities in America, um, down in Orlando. DJ Augustine. Always with the city, like, 
hate, man. You're just always hating on all yeah. these cities. You know what? It's because I live in an actual city. Uh, Orlando, while um, probably has a few nice things, nice spots, nice places to eat. Uh, there's not, there's nothing going on there. Tell me why the Magic started Wesley Awindu against the Cavs. Mm, because the Cavs are trash? Yeah, but, okay, he played 13 minutes on the bench, playing the exact same position where Jonathan Simmons, who played 21, and Terrence Ross, who played 30. Mm, I have no idea. <laughs> not a, not seeming like a smart move by Steve Clifford. No, uh, another another top uh, tier candidate for being one of the worst coaches in the league. Um, DJ Augustine though is getting the uh, the start at least tonight uh, against the Cavs. But like, are we seeing a changing of the guard between him and Jerry and Grant, or is this just all right? We're messing with the rotations again. Obviously. Uh, the, 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 whoever they're, else they're starting on this team is definitely just a, you know, just kind of a crapshoot. So it, is it worth picking up DJ Augustine if you need a point guard in the, just in the short term? No, yes and no, I guess. If you okay. really need like four and a half assists a game, sure. But if you don't, then no. I mean, like he, Here's the bad part about Augustine. He doesn't really help you anywhere else. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Like, if you really need those four and a half assists, okay, maybe he can get you even five assists. But, like, non-existent. he hasn't blocked a shot in five years, it seems like. He gets you, like, ten points and, like, two rebounds and a three-pointer and a half on – 40% shooting and shoots good free throw percentage, but on like two attempts a game. So that's not even really helping you. Like, no, like he is, should he be rostered in the 12 team league on the days the magic are playing? Sure. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I guess. But like on the other days, no, like he would be the first guy I drop. Like if I picked him up and it all depends on my matchup too, right? Like if I'm a team with not a lot of point guards and I'm playing a guy with not a lot of point guards and I'm like, Hey man, I'm punting assists, but he's punting assists too. If I pick up a guy like DJ Augustine, I might be able to steal assists. Yeah. That's and a great sure. move. But I, specific situation. Yeah. I, I, I like that idea. I like you, uh, you mentioning that like, Hey, when you go into a head-to-head matchup, don't just try to maximize your starts. Don't just try to find out the back-to-backs, the right stuff, which you can find uh, all that kind of information in Tyler's excellent uh, week primer that he does every Sunday on hashtag basketball.com. That's all really good information. But here's even a I guess better advice from Tyler Check out and see what the other team that you're going up against is good and bad in, and then plan accordingly. You know, try to steal a, 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 a category that you might not have thought you were able to based on your build. Like, it's, it's a really good idea. And I have a question for you, Tyler. There's another player, another point guard, who has recently been playing more minutes as well on this list as well. And I want to ask you a very specific question. 
you have to roster one of these guys for the next three weeks. DJ Augustine or Shelvin Mack? Oh, man. Now you're asking the hard questions, Michael. You're asking the hard questions. Um, Probably Augustine. I don't know. Kind of a, kind of a toss-up because, like, DJ Augustine might play a little bit more consistently, like 22, 23, 24. Shelvin Mack might fall off, but it looks like in – you know, extended minutes, Shelvin Mack is probably going to give you a little bit more production. Yeah, I'm just worried that the Grizzlies decide to tell Mack he's playing 10 minutes a game. And in that case, right, like, I'm just feeling a little bit safer about the minutes. I mean, we've seen Mack plenty of times in his career for an entire season average, like, 15 minutes a game or, like, 7 minutes a game or, like, 13 minutes a game. Um, so I just get a little bit worried that, that that's what happens. Yeah. Let's do a quick lightning round on the rest of the, some of these ads and drops. Uh, this guy got dropped. Noah Vonley. He's being dropped across the board. Makes sense to me. Uh, he's starting, but he's not producing. Well, and what have we ever seen Vonley really be able to produce besides rebounds? Not a whole lot. So um, I don't really get why anyone was picking him up to drop him. Like, okay, yeah, he started, but, you know, Wesley Windu started tonight, Mike. You going to pick him up too? Uh, No, I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm going to dare look at ESPN, and um, I'm already disappointed in everything I'm seeing over here. There's no reason Joe Ingles should be owned in less than 50% of leagues. Uh, Terry and Prince owned in 17% of leagues. Like their, their systems broke, right? Well, I, I, I said this last time and I think the whole reason is they, they play a lot more points leagues. And when we look at those guys, the Robert Covington, the Torian Prince, the Joe Ingles, the guys who don't score a whole ton and they get a lot of their value from being good in pretty much every category. I think in whatever point system ESPN has, it must really wait points very highly or I, I don't know something because it's all those guys who seem to not be that owned. I mean, Robert Covington, 29.6%. Um, so I'm assuming that's the case is that it's some sort of points based thing that is keeping these guys from being owned. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, but here's some guys that are being picked up and uh, I just want to get a quick take on it. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Playing a lot more for the bulls playing uh, extended minutes did foul out tonight, but um Man, that guy looks good. Uh, in a 12-team league, right now, would you pick him up? Since he is getting uh, a little bit more play, would you pick him up and hold him simply because you think may, in, in the latter half of the season he's going to start and I mean, he's been starting off and on here already, but uh, be a very valuable fancy uh, contributor later in the season? So doubling back to our Monday pod when we talked about kevin love um i mentioned that i would trade kevin love for anybody and someone said would i trade kevin love for wendell carter jr in a 12 team league and i said i would i think carter jr is play more mentioned and i think he's got a really fantasy friendly game so as long as he's getting minutes i think he's gonna produce stats and even in a few games if he has a few down games i think all in all, you're going to be relatively happy with one new quarter at the end of the season from what I've seen so far. Yeah, I actually would do that because I don't trust Love's health for the rest of the year. It's a weird injury that they're not really giving a lot of information about. 
from what I've seen anyway. Well, and and maybe it's just that team. I don't know, but they never really gave any information, right? Like he he missed time in the preseason with it, and they were just like, ah, he's got a sore foot. Yeah. Here's what Which I'm really clearly had to be something wrong with it because he then had surgery and probably nothing changed. It was just his foot hurt because of it. Yeah. Um, a little suspicious, but uh, what I'm really looking forward to with Wendell Carter Jr. is him playing with Lowry Marketing, who is still on track to come back here in a, I think about a month or so. And him and Lowry Marketing together, I think, are going to be uh, very first off fun to watch. And I think that we'll end up putting Wendell Carter Jr. behind the perimeter a little bit more, uh, running some weird uh, screens. Sadly, Chris Dunn will be back. Did you just uh, call that Sweird? Sweird screens is what, okay. that's what Fred Hoiberg calls them. I don't call them that. Uh, that's the play. Like they run that. the Sweird screens play. Um, and I, I kind of like the idea of some misdirection with uh, Larry Market and Wendell Carter, one popping, one cutting, uh, double screens. Like, I'm excited about that. Uh, another guy I'm looking at, Pascal Siakam. Looks like he has got uh, that job in Toronto locked up, is playing. It just looks really, really, really good, getting good rebounds, uh, solid at the steals, and, and scoring a little bit more this year. What do you think about him uh, long-term fantasy-wise? So here's the thing. He's gotten a few more minutes in the last few games, but Kawhi Leonard missed two of those games, and OG Ananobi sat out the other game. So obviously those are the two main competitions for the minutes, especially at that small forward spot there. So Siakam got a little more playing time than maybe he originally would. And that's really my worry on this Raptors team is they've got a lot of good bench players, potentially – play anybody you know what i mean like they they could run fred van fleet a little bit more and go kind of two point guard look they get they got a lot of options um so i i worry about siakam's minutes a little bit but we have seen a lot of really good play from siakam so he's not the worst pickup in the world especially in like a 12 or 14 team league but at the same time is that value going to be super consistent throughout the season that i would also probably say no just some other guys will get hot, get some more minutes, right? If CJ Miles has a crazy game where he's knocking down three pointers, they might leave him in a little bit longer too. Um, just a lot of options, a lot of mouths to feed in that Toronto team. You know, I don't know. Like out of all the guys that we've kind of talked about here, uh, he feels like uh, Pascal Siakam feels like the guy that I would pick up and hold the most. I'll back you hundred percent on that because he plays good defense. And I think yeah. that matters. I feel like he's a guy who's going to play more minutes than everybody else. He's growing into this role. He's an incredible defender. Uh, yeah, he's had more opportunity right now, and that's really good. You should pick him up and hold him because of that, because that opportunity is going to continue. You see uh, Kawhi still sitting back-to-back, so like, pay attention to that trend when he's going to when he's gonna play more. But, um, yeah, Pascal Siakam feels like a guy who will be – um, getting the most important uh, stat, which is minutes per game, uh, a lot more than some of these other guys. And I just like what he does, like the occasional block, really good steals, uh, very healthy in rebounds. And, like, isn't terrible at assists. Like, isn't, like, a zero. No, that Raptors team is real fun to watch, too, because they are playing well and they're sharing the ball. And they're undefeated without Kawhi Leonard, right? They lost, the game that they lost, Kawhi played. 
Yeah. Or no, maybe not. The, the, the Bucks beat him maybe and Kawhi sat out. I don't remember. But uh, yeah, they, the, he didn't play. But they've they've beaten some fairly good teams without Kawhi Leonard, including that absolute destruction of the Lakers on Sunday evening, which most people probably watched if you were watching basketball because I think it was about the only game won. Um, yeah, they're they're just fun to watch. And that bench, man, that bench is a lot of just players who probably start on a bunch of other teams. Yeah, they are they are very good. I think a lot of people um, were underestimating them. Everybody's getting their uh, shit wet for Boston, and it's like, all right, yeah, I know Boston's gonna be really really good or whatever, but like Toronto just got was the best team in the East last year record wise, and then got the uh, you know a former MVP candidate, a Finals MVP, actual MVP. That's an upgrade. And then all those young guys got better. You know, the bet to make was Toronto winning the division, Toronto winning the East. Uh, parlay that up, get some money. Uh, make your money, everybody. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of season to go to, and you never know what's going to happen, right? Like, I mean, they could get some injuries and not be that Sure. Like, yeah, your to... odds are probably trash now, so like, you should have done that earlier. But Well, and then my point is, too, like, there's no, there's no surefire bet in that. NBA, like as much as we like to think the Warriors are definitely going to win the championship, like if Steph and Kevin Durant both get hurt, are they going to win it? Like, probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, I think that's it for our transaction trends this week here uh, at the beginning of week four. Uh, everybody, we really appreciate you, all you listeners out there, uh, asking us questions, giving us feedback. If you want to leave us feedback, um find us on twitter you can find me at watch the boxes you can find tyler at tyler p watts w-a-t-t-s or rate and review us wherever you're listening to this too you probably can rate and review us on that do that it really really helps us especially all you cats out there on itunes uh that helps people find the show and if you really want to support the show uh just like our awesome uh subscribers already are doing Check out Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. We have a very solid group of subscribers. They are playing in our listener leagues. They are beating me in the listener leagues. And that for that, you know, screw you. But other than that, we really, really appreciate you supporting the show. And if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes, it helps us keep this podcast going. Uh, Tyler, you got anything else to plug? Uh just be prepared for a special end of the month announcement for our Patreon. I'm excited about that. What? I'm excited about that. Uh, pay attention if you want to get that announcement. Patreon.com/slash watching the boxes. Thanks everybody, and we'll see you next time.